Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, there are a lot of stuff going on in Port Charles, but we're going to put that aside because we want to focus on the one, the only, the multi-talented, multifaceted Carolyn Hennessy next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey everybody, that music can mean only one thing, it is Sunday night and it is the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Usually we like to break down everything that's going on in Port Charles, and we'll touch on a little bit of stuff about the show, but we have a special guest in the house. What? So yes, so we're going to focus this hour on the woman who deserves nothing less than our full attention. Uh, but for folks, I'm Frank Moran, but nobody cares about that. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the least interesting thing that you're going to find you on this panel. You turned into Daffy Dud just that's now. Right. Like, <laughs> and I'm your co-host, Carla Renata, sitting next to our guest, Carolyn Hennessy. That's right. Uh, you know her from television and film, of course, is the high-flying legal eagle in Port Charles, Diane Miller. But, uh, of course, she's uh, she won an, an ovation award for her best actor for uh, Maria Callas in the play Masterclass. And if she's not flying high on those accolades, she's also flying high on the trapeze. She's an actor, animal advocate, radio host, author, so many things. We're going to break it all down. Who are you talking about? Yes. I want to meet her. Oh, okay, let's get <laughs> she her in. Sounds Come neat. on in. <laughs> uh, Welcome to yourself. Yes. Welcome to myself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I will start as I like to do when I get a chance to talk to you. Uh, how is your layout coming? The layout is coming beautifully, nice. and I'm actually catching it. Oh. And, uh, and I've actually caught it, ready for this, out of lines. That means no safety belt. So the layout is, it's the simplest, but it's the most deceptive, and it's the easiest one to kind of mess up. And the layout is just sort of letting go and doing like a, like a, like a half somersault in the air and then and then catching the catcher and I can do that now. Oh girl, you yes, go ahead I with can. your bad stuff. So. I'm very bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm extremely bad. <clears throat> you yeah, go ahead. But, but it's beautiful. Um, you know what else is coming along? The double. The, no. the double somersault. Shut That's up. right. Yep. Oh. That's right. Were you were you did you have gymnast skills before? I was such a tragic gymnast it wasn't even funny. Um <clears throat> Because I because I couldn't do a um, a back handspring because I thought you want me to flip over and onto my hands and then back onto my feet without cracking my head open you're so crazy <laughs> I can do it in the air but I can't do it on the ground that's hilarious yeah, yeah so I was, I was, I was were you a, scared the you, very first time you ever did it in the air oh of course oh getting up on you know thirty five feet up in the air um, climbing that ladder is very scary but now I scamper up like a squirrel. <laughs> Now, is doing a double, is it just like, oh, you're just doing two somersaults, or is it exponentially more difficult than It's exponentially more difficult, yes. Oof. Yes. But much, but much more satisfying. Much more satisfying. And, and, and when I do land it, I'll let you know, because it ain't <laughs> happened yet. Well, in the chat room, girl, they said they want to see you and Steve Burton on that trapeze. You know, and, and we have chat room. The, I think probably everybody knows this. My trapeze teacher was Steve's trapeze teacher, Richie Guyona. Guyona's trapeze workshop. Come on out. 
you might see me. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll even see Steve. Um, Richie Guyona, yeah, taught us both because he, he taught Steve for Circus of the Stars way, way back when. Wow. wow. Yeah. That, yes, that show. I remember that's some that. trivia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Circus of Stars, like, ooh, okay. Right, right. <laughs> when Steve was young and er, younger. <laughs> Because everyone, everyone compared to me is just like a kid. It's like when he was younger. Yeah. What is, because when the last time I remember talking to you, I, I, Billy Miller was in the role and Steve yes. Burton hadn't returned. <clears throat> That's right. So what was it like to have Steve Burton come back to a role that everyone loved him in? It's, it, it's. It feels like it felt like home. I mean, I love Billy, and I love the whole kind of the twin thing and who is he really. I especially loved it when Diane just took one look at Steve Burton as Jason and knew. It's like I, I, I always there was always like a little niggling doubt. You know what I mean? And 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 she knew she knew immediately. Um, but there's never been any that I've seen any sort of rivalry or discomfort everybody just sort of loves everybody else and if they don't they're better actors than i will ever be <laughs> you know what i mean <clears throat> right yeah that's it's, and it's wonderful it's, and it's great to have them now to have them both on um for me it's always going to be steve burden yeah as uh, as jason ditto yeah Ditto. I've yeah. said that here yeah, numerous I know. times. I know. I know. You know what else I've said numerous times? What? I love Jason and Sam together. And that's the look he gets on his face every time I say it. Okay. It's true. It's true. It's true. I guess there are still the Jason and Elizabeth holdouts. Yes. Right? But it's not happening. People. Get your life. People. Give it up. <laughs> it's Just not give it happening. Up. Give it you up. heard it here first. Give it up. <clears throat> Now, it's, uh, as we're talking before the show started, it's been, you've had all the fantastic opportunities that we're going to be talking about yeah. that have kept you away from poor Charles. Yes. Uh, but I do remember you getting name-checked by Carly and Sunny were talking. It's like, oh, yeah, Milo whisked uh, Diane away for a little romantic getaway. Yes. So, like, I think to Vegas, right? Yes. And like, oh, maybe getting married? And maybe getting married. <clears throat> do, do you think Diane would be excited about marrying Milo? Or just like, I love Milo, but we don't need to be married. Max. Max. But we don't need to be married. If Diane married Milo, Milo. That's, that's, that, that, that's, that like a, that's, a, that's an even more of a coup. Cougar yes. <laughs> uh, situation than yeah. it already is with Max. Um, I think, you know what? The actress Carolyn is is kind of going uh, of of two minds. I think Diane knows a good thing when she's. I think they both know a good thing when they've got it. Why tamper with a good thing? Who needs to make it legal? There aren't going to be kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they may adopt several pets, but probably not any kids. But I also think it would just be wacky enough. And so spur of the moment for Diane that she would get, that she would go along with it. So I'm sort of of two minds. Um, and and I listen if, as long as the as long as the cocktail onion, you know, <laughs> it can, should be, it can be dropped in a gimlet. I you know, not. as long as it's big enough. She it's said like, the cocktail cocktail onion. onion. Uh, I'm stealing uh, that to steal it. That's uh, hilarious. Because I think I got it. Or I think I got it from Guys and Dolls. That looks like it needs put something like. That looked like it, like it needs a gimlet around it or something. <laughs> anyway, like a big chunk of ice. If it's if 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 Max presents that to Diane, she will say yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you'd be hard pressed to she's say not no. Stupid. Yeah, like yes. So no, yeah. Diane is anything but stupid. No. That's for sure. Yeah. Now you were mentioning your. Uh, we were talking about a little bit of offer before after, before we started the the storyline that you were most heavily involved in before, and then that was Carly's trial. That led to her being taken to Ferncliff. Incarcerated. Yes. I mean, and, and bound in a, in a straitjacket, for heaven's sakes. And usually when you get <clears throat> Diane Miller on your side, things end up going your way. It might be a little dicey, 
but things kind of go your way. This one, we didn't feel like Diane Did, quite stuck the landing. There's, tw- I think, twice, the fans will know this, I think there's, it's twice in Diane's career that she has not stuck the landing. And that is with Michael going to Pentonville, mm. which was... That was terrible. Heartbreaking for mm. Diane, because, and certainly in retrospect, because of everything that happened to Michael afterwards. And this. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, she's still the best lawyer on television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is. But, um, but, you know, you can't win every single time. Otherwise, there's no point in having any other lawyer. I mean, there's, there's no point. If, mm. if Diane has to lose... Every once in a while, this these two just happen to be really big, mm-hmm. and and both Michael and Carly suffered greatly, and so. very personal <clears throat> because as much as you, know, you <clears throat> want to keep you know things separate, they, they, the fam you are incredibly close to that. There's family. there's as I feel like I am part of not only the family with a capital F, mm-hmm. but part of Sonny and Carly's family. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I Diane is invited to Christmas and Thanksgiving, whether the shit whether they have it on the show or not, she's there. She's, maybe she's, you know, she's basting the turkey in the, in the, the kitchen. She's, she's, you know, she's, she's off decorating, you know, she's put, she's hanging, she's hanging, she and Max are hanging lights up outside. But I feel like she's enough of the family that she's there. For you, is it more fun to play <clears throat> Diane as the one that's always got an ace up her sleeve or do you enjoy those moments where you get to see the, the fallibility of Diane come up? Oh, um, Um, I would say probably yes. You want to you want to see Diane human. You want to see her human because you so often don't. You see her as this kind of brilliant machine, this sort of witty, funny machine that just knows every single step. She's thinking. She's she's playing chess with everybody else. You know, in in a courtroom, she's playing chess. In a in a in her office, she's she she likes to think three moves ahead, if not six moves ahead. So those moments where she gets a surprise, those are always delicious to play. Absolutely. The vulnerability, the I'm stunned, the uh-oh, what a, where do I go from here? Those are always wonderful to play. You know. So yeah, as an actor, you want those, definitely. So <clears throat> before we got on the air, I was, I was saying that one of the things I love about you playing Diane in particular is... As opposed the, to who else? As opposed to no one else. <laughs> is, is, are you hearing rumors? Are there no, as opposed happening? to no one else, darling. <laughs> um, is the fact that I don't think Diane came on the scene in a really large capacity, did she? I mean, she <clears throat> she came on as a recurring role, but you have you have the... No, na- no, no, she didn't. She didn't? No. See, the, okay, so <clears throat> this is what I'm saying. You took something that could have easily been a one-off or a two-off or a three-off, and you've made it a year-long gig. Years. <laughs> you made it a year-long gig, and you've had some nominations and some wins in the middle of it. Yeah. So what do you... How do you... What do you attribute that to? Do you attribute it to the marriage of the writing along with your acting skills? Do you attribute it to the fact that when you first came on the show, you were like, I'm going to take a chance and I'm going to do something different in this scene and see how they respond to it? Combination of all of that. Um, um, I had not... I had done, I think, a couple of days on... Like, single days on... Well, I think on The Bold and the Beautiful where I played a flight attendant. Wow. Um, I can't One on General Hospital... Which was, I believe, my first acting role ever, where I was Dora, the photographer's assistant for Laura's Miss Star Eyes campaign. <laughs> so many years back, when 
so many so many years ago when it was filmed over at Sunset Gower or, or oh, wow. yeah, and then and then once on General Hospital where I was AJ's attorney. Okay, so you've got those three things right, and then <clears throat> twelve years ago, Mark Teshner calls me and says, Carolyn. I've, you know, he's, he, Mark is a very, very dear friend of mine, and he's been mm-hmm. following my career for many, many years, and he said, I want to put you on as Sonny's lawyer, it's just, a, it's two days worth of work, are you interested? And I said, great, who's Sonny? And he said, Whoa. and he sort of picked himself up off the floor and, and said, well, Maurice Bernard at that time was the hottest actor in daytime, and Sonny was the hottest character in daytime, and I went, well, I've been living under a rock. Okay, <laughs> so... <clears throat> So I get on, and having done so much other work, background in improv, background in sketch, background in comedy, um, a lot of other things, wasn't quite sure about the rules of daytime. So Maurice, uh, Maurice is, he's very funny, he's so smart, and he knows exactly what he wants. We had some scenes together, and I tell this story that it was our first day, and uh, Diane is talking to Sonny, and Sonny's sitting down, and Maurice kind of went, you know, you know, I got I went, I don't know if my cue line is in there anywhere, but I'm just going to start talking because <laughs> I don't know what you and I and I just railroaded over, and Maurice's eyes kind of went, oh, and he goes, like, I like this, I like someone who's not going to take any, who's not just going to wait, you know, wait for the space after my line in order to say their line. They're going to actually be involved in what I'm saying. So that was the first thing that the writers saw. But what they really saw, and Elizabeth Cordy loves to say this to me, she says, when you and Spinelli were in the PCPD, it was like your first or second day of shooting, and Spinelli, who you know is this kind of beloved, wonderful, crazy, Mm -hmm. anti-hero hero, He was doing some sort of techno wizardry, and you were just looking at him like he had sprouted horns, and he threw his arms around you, and Diane's response was to immediately seize up, like, what is, who is this child? What is happening? What is going on here? And she says, we as the writers saw this and thought there is something there to play not only with her and Sonny, but her and Spinelli, and and just who is the, who's this woman who is who has kind of come onto the scene and has these interesting reactions and and has this inner life and is not just waiting for the next cue. So 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 that's when they said, let's start exploring this, and that's what turned it from two days to twelve few, years. 12 years. <laughs> this is why I asked you, because there's some actors and things that watch our show and listen to our show as well, and I want them to hear from someone as successful as you that you don't have to be safe all the time, but you got to kind of feel out your environment, too. No, you know, you don't come on thinking that you're the next thing since sliced Absolutely. bread. Absolutely. Certainly. You, you are very, very respectful of cast and crew, and and the words on the page. But if you have an opportunity to take a chance and you don't, then what are you doing? Why are you doing it? You know, this whole life is, A, life is built on chances. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in show. <laughs> we wouldn't show be business. in show business mm. because it ain't safe. It's not a safe. And, and there's no guarantee. Easy. But mm. characters are also built on chances. And, and if... 
if you can if you've got a chance to do something really extraordinary and you're and you're and you've got to listen to your instincts and if you don't then then you you become like many of the actors out there you will you will work maybe yeah you know but you won't uh, to my way of thinking you won't kind of rise to the top rise mm. to the top do you know what i mean because because people uh people want to see the extraordinary and i'm not saying that i am extraordinary but but, but you uh, are well no but but they want to see they want to see a daredevil mm. they want to see the daredevil they want to see the trapeze act they want to see you 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 take a swing and even if you miss you swung cuz my one of my my big mantras is if you're going to fail fail big, big. <laughs> <laughs> fail big and they more often than not they'll never know that's what you didn't mean to do now was that something you already had <laughs> in place that sort of mindset when you were first going on and you were helping out with Laura's campaign <laughs> or is that something between then and the time you come on oh, as Diane Miller? Of that, course, that kind of yeah. Evolved. I think Laura's Miss Stars campaign, I was 18 years old. I, I, you know, I think I learned how to tie my shoes when I was 25. I mean, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like you just, you, of course, that's, that, this is hard-won information. This is hard-won knowledge. You know, you don't, I, listen, trust me, I wish I'd had it. <laughs> I'm more successful than I am. You know what I mean? I'd see you just, but you, that's, that's the path. That's mine. But speaking of success, you're doing a lot of work, and as we're talking about, we, if you haven't seen Diane Miller on General Hospital in a while, it's because Carolyn is doing a lot of fantastic stuff doing outside some stuff. as well. Yes, there are some shenanigans happening. <laughs> I'm I always love curious. That you said shenanigans. That's, That's my, my word. Too. My fa- shenanigans and groovy, shenanigans, <laughs> groovy and icky. You can put those. You can. There's there like you could just there any any uh, any scenario, <laughs> and they will apply. <laughs> but what's it like for you to balance all the great stuff you're doing outside of General Hospital, uh, and then General Hospital calls you and says. Carolyn, are you free for this spot of time? Because we'd love to bring you in. And you're like, I'd love to, but I've already got this, this, and this happening. Sometimes, sometimes that has happened. Mm-hmm. That has absolutely happened. And you just got to go, okay, you know, it's, it's, it's a home, but, it, you know, you go, where the, you go where the work is. And if the work, if you've already booked something, it's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Port Charles. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's called, I'm, I'm off in Boston or I'm in Jamaica. Yeah, Yay. that's called I need a serious regular it's contract. That's, that's what that's right. called. Mm-hmm. She know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, pardon me while I have it. That's why she's taking a little sippy sip. Why are you taking a little sippy sip? I want to talk about your um, your other show that you do, your podcast, Animal uh, Magnetism. Thank, thank yes. you. Thank I you. love that show. So how did you get involved with with that? Um, the show, well, animal, animal preservation and conservation came about because I had, I'd been tweeted something. And then again, this was about 12 years ago. I'd been tweeted something, uh, from a fan with a video and the video said, boycott ringing brothers. They abuse their elephants. Watch this video. And I watched the video and I went, well, yeah. Let's boycott Ringling Brothers. And so I sent it out to my, I mean, a goodly number of, of fans. Mm-hmm. And a man named Dr. Gray Stafford, <coughs> who was at that time the curator for the Wildlife World Zoo and Aquarium in Litchfield Park right outside of Phoenix. He's, and he's a huge General Hospital fan. And he said, Miss Hennessy, thank you so much. We love you. Um, my wife and I love you as Diane. And thank you so much for having a voice for the animals and being. She goes, you might want to know this. And he laid it out for me how that video was incorrect, how it was many, tens of many, many years old, decades old, 
how Ringling does this and that and this and that for their elephants. And while it's not the most perfect scenario, because at the time they were still using the Ancas, but and I went, oh my god. And so I started this conversation with now my one of my very best friends and my animal mentor, Grace Stafford, and I said, I did that thing, that thing that I hate so much, which is being a, someone who has a modicum of celebrity, you speak without knowing the facts of the mm. situation. And there are so many people I see in my position who just kind of go, yeah, but, 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 or they, 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 they speak because... They've been fed misinformation, and it feels good, just like I did. It feels good to try and take down Ringling, but you don't know the reality. And I said, I will never, ever, ever do this again. And so Gray and I started on this this Herculean journey to educate me, and I have become, I think, damn well-educated in this arena. And so... Um, about six years ago, I went with um, some of Gray's friends that I had met, um, Thad Lassenek and Angie Millwood, to Cambodia and Thailand on a documentary called Elephant Trainer in the Room. And it's mm. all about positive reinforcement training for elephants, and then how can you how can you take that and extrapolate that and bring it into modern zoos and aquariums. And what I saw <clears throat> in Thailand and Cambodia was uh, at at once thrilling like Lech Chilert's Elephant Nature Park where the most abused of the the, the abused elephants she takes them and they and they are given mm. happy happy lives and then some things that that uh I well I I, I can't I, I I can't even talk about it cuz you know we want to keep it upbeat um but I came home that christmas cuz I spent thanksgiving in Phnom Penh eating uh chicken curry and I came home and I was so monstrously depressed because mm. of everything. Because when you travel and you see, and you see what ha- what's happening. Yeah, when you it's one thing to see it, and it's, it's another to hear about it. It's another. It. To, it's a one. It's one thing to hear it, and then mm. you see it, mm. and you your your perspective of the world. You you just see a little bit taller than everybody else. If you've traveled to Europe, to I mean, if you've traveled anywhere, mm. you mm. just kind of go, okay. My perspective on the world has changed. So I said, I have to do something with this energy. And um, uh, my PR person at the time said, um, you need to start a podcast. And I went, okay, all right. And so we did. And Animal Magnetism was born. And so I have continued my education by having the greats. I mean, Gray Stafford is one of my co-hosts. But we've had Jack Hanna on and Billy Hurley from the Georgia Aquarium and Mark Simmons, who was with Keiko, the, the, the killer, you know, the whale, the, the killer whale that was so mistreated. I was just about to ask yeah. you about that. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, we did, I did a whole wonderful homage to SeaWorld because SeaWorld is extraordinary. And people say, oh, whales in cages. Well, no, they're not. I mean, they are, but they're not. And if you knew the facts, the actual reality, as opposed to what you think is going on and what just makes you feel good, to, it's like, you know, yay, we wanna, we wanna, I want to beat you with a stick. It's like, no, understand what's happening. Understand what's going on. So, the, so yes, animal magnetism. I love the fact <clears throat> that you do that, and I wanted the fans that don't know that you do that to know that, that other side of you, yeah, that, yeah. you know, humanitarian side it's, of you. It's dealing with... 
Because there are so many problems with regard to animals, not just in the United States, but worldwide. I mean, you talk about the Yulin Dog Meat Festival. You talk about what's going on in, in rinky-dink zoos and, and et cetera. So there's, there's so much. I mean, poaching, for God's sakes. There's so much to tackle, but it's real-world problems with real-world solutions, not let's just burn down all the zoos and have the elephants walking down Main Street with us. That ain't going to happen, people. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So... How do we tackle real-world problems with real-world real world solutions? And that's what advocacy is about. So. Thank you for that. All right. Thank you for your advocacy, girl. <laughs> and, and next on our show, because I just took up the entire 40 Thank minutes. You. No, no, no. But I, it's important. You know, it is. This is something that I it know is. is near and dear to your heart, Truly. and it's important to you. So it's important for your fans to know yeah. that it's important to you as well. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yes, it is. What I also like about that, too, is that there are so many people that would get entrenched into their particular mindset. And... Will not be open to <coughs> learning or broadening their right. perspective, right. and so very cool for for you to be in a situation like that and have somebody come to you very graciously and said, uh, "Please, can I? Can I? Can we talk about this? Can you hear the facts? And and here's this side and this side. What do you think? It's like, well, there's no, there's no decision to be made. I mean, this is this is this is the truth. When the truth stares you in the face. You have to acknowledge it. It's as simple as that. And a lot of people just they don't want to hear the truth because it's doesn't it doesn't feel good. Well, guess what? The truth doesn't feel good a lot of the time. But it's only in acknowledging it that we start to make things better. Thank so, you. So there. <laughs> <laughs> now, Carolyn, of course, everything we've been talking about, but she's also here to talk about a new film that she's coming out. Yes. St. Agatha, coming out in theaters on demand and uh, on uh, direct uh, on demand and direct to Streaming. Video. Yes. Streaming. February 8th, who are, takes place in 1950s uh, Georgia. There's a young con woman named Mary who uh, finds out that uh, you know she's trying to find somebody to help her along because uh, she's with child. She is. She's with child. Not um, Not socially acceptable. In the 1950s, any, figure Georgia, yeah. anywhere, in anywhere USA, not really acceptable at all, but she finds herself this beautiful young girl, Mary, and she's played by Sabrina Kern, who, and this is her first film role, and she's the, she's the lead, mm-hmm. and wow. she's just magnificent, but Mary finds herself in trouble, <clears throat> and um, she's given a card by a nun, and it says, we, we can help girls like you. And when it becomes clear that she can't go off with her boyfriend because her boyfriend's a jazz musician and he's going he's gonna to be on the road and he's going to try and get money, whatever, mm-hmm. she just can't go. She makes this phone call and she's taken to this convent. Um, or is it? Things aren't what they have. Yeah. She's taken to this convent and she meets uh, several other girls in, in various stages of pregnancy. They're all lovely and gorgeous. Lindsay Seam, Courtney Halverson, Hannah Fearman, uh, Sabrina. Um, and and so there, these are, there are these girls. And then she meets several of uh, the, the nuns who live there, Trin Miller, um, Who's the youngest, and then my three hench nuns, and then she meets and <laughs> the hen- nuns. hench nuns, and then she meets Mother Superior, <clears throat> who yes. runs the whole the whole show, and um, <clears throat> it's it's a shenanigans, it's a, uh, shenanigans. It's a it's a role that I, no, no one has ever seen me in before. No, that is for sure. It yeah. was fun to watch <laughs> you in this film. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a horror film, the thriller as well, and mm-hmm. uh, so seeing Carolyn uh, play, you know, 
Somebody that's not on the up and up. It, uh, it's she, uh, Mother Superior's She's the Big Bad. Yeah. And it's it's directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman, who directed Saw 2, 3, and 4. So, as I say, the man knows blood. (laughs) He knows the blood. He loves blood. Um, St. Agatha Agatha is a bit more of a psychological thriller, but there are some truly cringe. Cringe-worthy moments. moments. Yes. Okay. There's uh, bird feeding. There's eating regurgitated foods, things like that that are just like hot. There's, there's There's a, you know, what can you do with a vice grip? Yes. What can you do with a pair of scissors? That's right. Yep. Uh, Well, (laughs) yep. Yeah, you can do. And you can also get some help if you need uh, help finishing it. Yes. And it's, and it's, um, yes, right. right. Yes. Yes. yes, Mother Superior will, will come and help you. That's right. And, uh, and, uh, (laughs) I, it's like, I don't want to give anything away, but, uh, there's one particularly cringeworthy moment with a pair of scissors where it was my suggestion to have Mother Superior finish the job. <laughs> yep, that's like... And Darren, Darren Lichten went, really? <laughs> and I went, yeah, why not? <laughs> Naturally, my therapist, when I told her, she said, how do you recover from that? And I said, oh, you just do. <laughs> <laughs> you just do. You go out, you know, that night, and you have some fried chicken at the, you know, Colonnade restaurant in, in, in Atlanta, and just have a good old time. Because you go places... That you don't get to go in polite society, and you get to mine really, really rich mains, and then you kind of come out with a big old nugget. It's like, <laughs> look what I got, and uh, and so you know, so it's so it's a lot of fun. But but m- people have seen me bad and evil, like for instance, a Snow White Christmas, which was on Ion over the holidays, uh, as as you know, the the evil stepmother, but lots and lots of funny. You know, mm. very witty, very funny. Mm. Always, always getting her comeuppance. Mother Superior, <clears throat> not. Yeah, she's she's got it on. I got that house on lock. No sense of humor. Yeah. But how about this? So you were saying that that you don't necessarily like watching horror films, but you can be on one. How can you separate the two? Because because <laughs> I would be like I would be like lights <laughs> on twenty four seven all the time. Well, that's that's true. But when you are filming something, and you see the the you know the the tube with the fake blood, and there's a guy kind of over there pumping, pumping, pumping. It's like, oh, okay, I see how this works. All right, all right, that I can do. Knowing that you can kind of dig deep, and no one's getting hurt. Okay, I that I can I can do. But when you're watching it, because I grew up in this business as a studio brat, so my suspension of disbelief is real. You would think it would be. Very low. It's like, yeah, I know how that's done. Yeah, I know how that's done. Whatever, whatever. But no, my suspension, I was like, oh, what's, oh, I'm going to take this ride. I'm going to go on this ride. I'm going to, whatever they're putting on this screen, because I know from my father as a production designer, how hard it is to get a movie made. So I will take the ride. Go. You know, thrill me, excite me. Oh, oh, I can't. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. You know, it's like, I can't watch. I can't watch. Because I, I just, I get into it. Now, how did this film come into your work? Did somebody approach you? Did you go out and audition for this? No. Um, I had worked with one of the producers, Surgeon Stackett, on, on, a, on a, a, a little web series. And then on a, 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 a show called Swedish Dicks with Peter Stormare. Mm-hmm. And so Surgeon ended up becoming a very, very dear friend. And he was the producer on St. Agatha. And he told Darren, he said, that's my stomach. Sorry. Hang on. I've got to have a little drink. 
I should have eaten. I should have eaten maybe today. I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe you need some fried chicken right about now, huh, girl? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so good. Um, and he said to Darren, he goes, I've got your mother superior. I know who it's going to be. And so Darren and I met at a little coffee shop because Darren lives in Los Angeles. And uh, he says, he will say, when Carolyn sat down, I was immediately terrified. And I went, well, I don't, wow. know, I don't, I don't know what that says I about. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. It's like, okay. And, he, and so 15 minutes later, he said, I want you, you're my mother superior. And I went, okay. He goes, yeah, what are you doing for three weeks in, in you know, February in Atlanta? I said, I guess I'm, I guess I'm putting, shooting a movie. Putting on a habit. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. So they said in the chat room, Diane wouldn't win a case with Mother Superior, huh? Mother Superior would do awful things to Diane. <laughs> Diane, she Mother Superior would lock Diane up, and Diane would need to use all of her wits to get out. <laughs> and and even then, it's dicey. It's 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 a very iffy situation. No, Mother Superior. <laughs> Here's the thing: she is doing God's work. And sometimes that is not pretty, but it is always, it is always a, a righteous cause for her. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. I need for you to be in something that's like Oscar nominated. That's what I need to happen Me too. for you. Because you're just fantabulous. Thank you, darling. You really are. Thank you. I love watching your work. Thank you. I mean, and for somebody like like Mother Superior, somebody that is far removed from you, Carolyn Hennessy, mm-hmm. but you've got to be able to find some kind of connection to that character. For you, what was kind of your way into like, <laughs> oh yeah, I can at least see this point of view from her? Um, there's, there's, there's a, um, <clears throat> there's a line that Mother Superior says where she says, the church has turned its back on me. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I know what that feels like. <clears throat> Not necessarily the church, but, you know, people, institutions, family. When someone turns their back on you and you have to just go, I'm, keep, I'm, I'm continuing to go. I'm going to continue to move forward. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what... <clears throat> it's very much like being an actor, you know, because you get told no. You mm. need, no becomes your lover. <laughs> no becomes your lover and your main dish at dinner and you have to learn to to just either love the word no or get out of the business and mm. so you're rejected a lot so when mother mother superior is rejected and just so i know how that feels so i was able to kind of pull, put that into her it's like i do not care if you don't understand what i'm doing i know what i'm doing and i know what i'm doing is correct even and my methods are <clears throat> not always pleasurable, but they're fair. Just do what I say, twenty four seven, and you'll be fine. I love so that so that. much. What was the what was the one role that you went in for that they told you no, and you were like, oh wow, really? Oh, um. That you came home and you just <clears throat> knew that that was your gig, that was your contract. Oh my gosh! And your people <clears throat> called and said, mm, "Yeah, no, not so much." There have been so many. <laughs> <laughs> there have been so many. The biggest one, though, <clears throat> wasn't there? Hasn't there been something that really um, was like meant so much to you? Yes, yes, and it was recent, and it was it was a show called Diet Land. Hmm. Julian Margulies. Yes, 
And that role. Oh. Wow. That role. Oh, you would have been good yeah, at that. Yeah, and it was that role, and they just, it was, a, it was a love fest in the room, in the audition room. That's like the kiss of death, it's, It was, we, I mean, we were just all, you know, basically going to, you know, put rings on each other's fingers and marry each other. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and it did not go my way. But I walked out of there thinking, well... I should. I'm. I'm going to have to move to New York. Who's going to take care of the dogs? You know, <laughs> who's going to take care of the dogs? Yeah, yeah. And it was such a wonderful <laughs> script. Wonderful script. Mm. It was really so so good. It was. It was such such an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. But you know, she got it, and she's fabulous. So there you go. For you playing Mother <clears throat> Superior uh, in terms of wardrobe, very easy. You get to wear a habit for the majority <laughs> of the film. Sometimes head off, you know, hat off. Sometimes, right? but otherwise. Does it make it easy, like, oh, wardrobe fitting? It's going to be a breeze. It was literally 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes. And that was it. Because that was all, and, and then, and at one point, a, um, a little, a silk robe. <laughs> that was it. Just, just one scene. But it was freezing in mm. Georgia in February. Mm. January, February. Freezing in this little town of Madison, Georgia, where we filmed in this house <clears throat> that's used as a convent that, because Madison's a destination spot there are some of the most beautiful pre-civil war civil war post-civil war like i think the house we were filming in was 19 1839 mm-hmm. you can't tear anything down because it's on the national historic register but this house was falling down it was <laughs> it was one of the oh, i have to call you back i don't want to talk to you I'm sorry <laughs> remind me yeah yeah that's right fine. um <clears throat> this but this house was dilapidated. So it was falling down around us. And so there was no gas, no electricity, no heat. And so I had thermals on under my... I got in my little hotel room in Atlanta before we made the drive, the hour-long drive to Madison every day. I was like, okay, thermal thermal socks, thermal this, thermal underwear, thermal this, my Uggs. And so I had the habit on, and we would... And that kind of kept me warm because there was nothing, nothing in that house. We you had to use the, the generator to run cords to these tiny little space heaters. And you saw all of these little nuns, me with my little hench nuns and the girls. And we were like this. Oh, just, bless your heart. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? Do you, what? but that's all right. For your work. art, girl, for your that's art. That's right. So the habit kept me warm, but, uh, but it was really... Uh, I was able to get away with long underwear. That's true. It covers a lot. It covers a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the cinematography for this is great because it really sets up that with a little the little mist and everything playing in. Joe White. Woods. Joe White is usually does commercials and high end major photo shoots for major products and like he's he's just he's just like the beauty shot guy, and we were so lucky to have him because he made. What was a what was a this budget? It looked like it was a quadruple that. It's a stunningly beautiful film. It really is gorgeous. Thanks to Joe White and Darren. Yeah, it is very yeah. nice. And the uh, I, I'm always a fan of a fractured narrative too, as well. So throwing yeah. in these these well timed flashbacks. And yes, stuff, exactly. Kind of Look at you yes. throwing out terms. Fractured, fractured narrative. narrative. That's it, guys. That's it for me. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Hey. Hey. 
I'm exhausted now. Do we want to take maybe a phone call? Sure. Why not? Okay. Uh, Folks, yes, we can't keep Carolyn all to ourselves as as much as we'll try. We've been hogging her, so sorry. So in our remaining minutes, yeah, we'll open up the phone lines if you have anything you'd like to ask Carolyn about or praise her. No, just ask. I mean, you know. And just so you know, in the chat room, they are saying that they love you and they just want you to know that. Uh, Chat room, thank you. Yes. I love you. (laughs) I do. I really do. So that number, if y'all want to call in, is 424-354-8302. Again, that's 424-354-8302. 8302 and make it quick because we got less than 10 minutes. So okay, I'm surprised anybody's actually watching this because it's the Super Bowl. No, that's true, but we have those GH fans <clears throat> that. Uh, Look, General know. Hospital got diehard fans, girl. The, the, the best fans in the world. And the, and the smartest because they don't miss a trick. They really don't. They really don't. <laughs> and when y'all call in, make the question short and succinct. <laughs> we got less than 10 minutes. Short and succinct and to the point. Okay? Anyone? Carolyn will just be arbiter. If you have a question about your life, you know, maybe about buying a car. Do you need advice? Yeah, that's right. She's right here. She's I'm right, right here. here. <laughs> what would Diane do? Let's say, or, or, or what would Mother Superior do? I really hope it's opening, I think, in 10 cities. Um, so countrywide, 10 cities like Chicago and Philadelphia and Los Angeles New and New, New York and where else? Philly. My day. Phil, yeah, Philly. <laughs> Philly. I know the cities, don't I? Yes, you do. You do. Um, and I and I really hope people see it because it's um, it's not just me in a role that no one's ever seen before, which it, it is that, but it's also a really delicious little horror movie. That's and it. Yeah. For somebody that doesn't like to watch horror films, even though you're in one, what was it like to watch this one when you first see how you are in this film? I've seen many, many incarnations of it. Oh. And and I'm um. I'm so, there's so much of me that's, because I'm usually so animated, <laughs> there's so much that's so still, very, very still about Mother Superior. And I did something on set that Darren loves to make fun of, because I, I, I'd been directed in a series by Ted Lang, who had played Isaac, your bartender, mm-hmm. on, on Love, love Boat. Boat. <laughs> and I, and I love Ted so much, and I would look over in between takes, and Ted, when they were setting up, he, he'd be coloring in a coloring book. So I took my adult coloring book and went all over Atlanta to all the various Michaels and the various, you know, art stores, and I got, like, a big box of pencils, colored, and so I would be just sitting there. And it calmed me. It kept me from yakking too much with the crew. You know, it's like, and it just sort of kept me focused on Mother Superior, you know, even though the things that I were coloring were very, very irreverent. And Darren would come over and talk to me, and he'd go, Carolyn, it's like, yes, uh-huh, <laughs> yes, um, don't, don't, yes, I, yes, I am, don't make me look up at you. I am focused on what I do. And so he, so he let me do it because the direction would sink in, but I was just like, mm-hmm, I, I don't want to choke, I don't want to chat, I'm just going to be evil. <laughs> Simple as that. Oh my! What's the number again, Kelly? Four two four three five four eight three zero two. Hurry up, boo! You got less than five minutes. You're on the clock, Kelly. You're on the clock, Kelly. That's right. I love this. I just love this whole studio. But it's it's it's. I feel I am feel like I'm in a, I'm in a hive. <laughs> you feel All like right. you're in a beehive. <laughs> uh, welcome to the GH Report. What's your name and where are you from? Hi, it's Kelly. She just said my name. Well, there you go. 
Welcome back, Kelly. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Hello. What's the question, Kelly? Come on, Mama. Uh, I'm going way back in Diane's DA's history. Sure. Uh, Let's hope I can remember. Was that planned when Diane flashed Jason in the middle of the bullpen when she was wearing a teddy? When I was wearing a teddy. It was, um, it was. Because that it, look it, on face was just precious. I, 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 you know what? Man, I want to say it was planned. It might not have been planned. What was not planned was Steve Burton's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Which was at once delight and horror. <laughs> He totally broke character because he, he, did. he went a broad smile. <laughs> he, 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 did, he did go into a broad smile, which Jason, because right because of the car accident and the right mm-hmm. the, the sort of robotic Jason, Jason does not smile. Does not smile. And he did. And he did. He did. Yes. Steve Burton and I have we had a lot of fun in that scene. We have a lot of fun. Period. I am I am a very very lucky girl because Steve Burton is I'm one of the few people I think he'll just come up and just throw his arms around me and in that in that moment I just think everyone in the world would trade places with me right yes girl you sitting right next to I one. should I should sell tickets I should sell tickets I should sell hugs from I Steve Burton your place in the I know right right <laughs> right I know I know I'm a lucky girl lucky girl and and just quickly I just bought the Spinelli book oh wonderful well I hope you enjoy it I really do, I and it's been. And if you've been watching for a long time, which I'm guessing you have, you will. You there are there are one wonderful Easter eggs for you in that in that in that book, and I hope oh, I really. I can't yeah, yeah. Enjoy, oh, good, 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 good. Enjoy. Thank you, and you haven't changed in twelve years. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, that's that's the deal I made with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kelly, for calling. Thanks, Penny. There's that portrait up in your attic. They were guys because it's freezing here. It's it's cold here too. <laughs> Thank there's, you. Yes, there's yes, there's a portrait in my attic going to hell. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Bye. Kelly. Bye. <laughs> All right, Steve. Do we have anybody else on the line? All right, so then, All folks, right. we're going to start wrapping it up. We get one, but it was great. A uh, long time, uh, long time fan of the J. Kelly, Report. she's a sweetheart. Yes. So she's as we get ready to wrap up, of course, St. Agatha comes into theaters and on direct, uh, on demand, and uh, direct. Uh, That's right. February eighth. <clears throat> so make sure you check it out. Please do. Uh, but, Carolyn, if they want to keep you up to date with everything you're doing, because you're so busy with so many things. Okay. www.carolynhennessy.com. And that's it's the simple spelling of Hennessy. It's just H-E-N-N-E-S-Y. And that's the same for the gram, as the kids call it. And and Twitter. And I think, is that it? Oh, and, and Animal Magnetism. Please, everybody listen to Animal Magnetism. It's every other Sunday. So it's not tonight. Right, it's obviously. next week. But there are archives, archives, archives. And that's www.ubngo.com. And that stands for uh, United Broadcasting Network Go. So ubngo.com. Animal Magnetism. Yeah, there you go. Get yeah. your on Snapchat as well. Let's get you out on there and Snapchat. Oh, oh the, with the snap with the funny faces oh, and, yeah, the, and, the, and, and, yes. and the dog ears. Yes, and the, girl, you gotta and the do it. Little crown on you my head. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's gonna do it for this episode of the GH Report. Everybody, thanks for joining in in the chat. Our big thanks to Carolyn Hennessy. Oh, please, thank Holy you. cow! Yay. Thank you so much for coming back yet again and pretending you like it's, us. I'm your hat trick. That's right. I got my hat trick. I've done it. I've done it. 
I can retire now, everybody. Uh, but folks who want to stay in touch with either Carla or myself, <laughs> Carla, where can they find you? You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can find me right before the GH Report at The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata at Black Hollywood Live. You can also find my reviews there. Not there. You can find my reviews at thecurvyfilmcritic.com and on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my gosh. Look at you. Look at yes, that girl. girl. So I'm fierce. And then, yet again, I have to promote, uh, plug St. Agatha once again. It was a fun Thank film you. to watch. Thank you. But it's also, I keep forget- messing this up the whole uh, entire episode. It is on digital and on demand. Yes. i got to say it right. On one digital time. and demand. And in theaters February 8th. So make sure you check it out, folks. You'll have a great time doing it. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. We'll be back next time with an all-new episode right here on AfterBuzz TV. Woohoo! Bye! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.